number 13. Come honestly. Come to the reading of the word with honest hearts. Christ speaks of the honest heart, Luke 8, 15. What is it to read the word with an honest heart? First, it means to come with a heart willing to know the whole counsel of God. A good heart would not have any truth concealed, but says with Job, What I do not see, please teach me. When men pick and choose in religion, they will do some things the word instructs, but not others. These are unsound hearts and are not benefited by the holy word. These are like a patient who, having a bitter pill prescribed and a sugar syrup to help the pill go down, he will take the syrup but refuses the pill. Second, to read the word with an honest heart is to read that we may be made better by it. The word is the medium and method of sanctification, and we come to it not only to illuminate us, but also to consecrate us. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through your truth. Some go to the Bible as one goes to the garden to pick flowers. This is like a woman who puts on makeup but neglects her health. To have an honest heart in reading the scriptures means we come to them as Naaman went to the waters of Jordan to be healed of our leprosy. Oh, says the soul, that the word of the Spirit may pierce the rock of my heart, that this blessed word may have such a virtue in it to kill and make fruitful, that it may kill my sin and to make me fruitful in grace. Numbers 5.27 Number 14. Apply Scripture Learn to apply Scripture. Take every word as spoken to yourself. When the word thunders against sin, think thus, God means my sins. God intends me in this. Many put off Scripture from themselves, as if it only concerned those who lived in the time when it was written. But if you intend to profit by the word, bring it home to yourself. A medicine will do no good unless it is applied. The saints of old took the word as if it had been spoken to them by name. When King Josiah heard the threatening which was written in the book of God, he applied it to himself. He tore his clothes and humbled his soul before the Lord. 2 Kings twenty-two eleven. Number 15. Observe precepts and promises. Observe both the precepts of the word as well as the promises found there. The precepts carry duty in them, like the veins which carry the blood. The promises carry comfort, like the arteries which carry the strength. Make use of the precepts to direct you, the promises to comfort you. Those that cast their eye only on the promise with the neglect of the command are not edified by Scripture. They look more after comfort than duty. Be careful, for a man may be filled with false comfort as well as that which is genuine and real. Number 16. Dwell upon the meatiest passages. Let your thoughts dwell upon the meatiest passages of Scripture. The bee fastens on those flowers where she may suck the most sweetness. Though the whole counsel of Scripture is excellent, yet some parts of it deserve a greater emphasis because they are more nourishing and pungent. Reading the names of the tribes or genealogies of the patriarchs is not of the same importance as faith in the new creature. Pay special attention to the great things of the word. Hosea 8.12 They who read only to satisfy their curiosity may get knowledge, but not much profit. Searching too far into Christ's temporal reign often weakens Christ's spiritual reign in some men's hearts. Number 17. 
Compare yourself to the Word. Compare yourself to the Word. See if the Scripture and your heart agree. Does your life match the Scripture as the movement of a shadow matches the sun? Is your heart like a transcript and counterpart of the Scripture? Is the Word copied out on your heart? For example, the Word calls for humility. Are you humble? The Word calls for regeneration. John 3, 7. Have you had a change of heart? Not only a moral and partial change, but a spiritual. Is there such a change wrought in you as though you have a new soul altogether? 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says, Such were some of you, but you have been washed and you are sanctified. The Word calls for love to the saints. 1 Peter 1, 22. Do you love grace where you see it? Do you love grace in a poor man as well as in a rich man? A son loves to see his father's picture, though hung in an ugly frame. Do you love grace, though mixed with some failings, as we love gold, though it be in the ore? It is a very advantageous exercise for us to bring the rule of the word and our hearts together to see how they agree. When we do this, we come to know the true state of our souls and see what evidences and certificates we have for heaven.